Welcome to the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast, a verse-by-verse study through the scriptures with Rob Harston. Thank you for joining us today. Now here's Rob. Hello and good Sunday to everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast. Uh, Today, uh, if you have your Bibles, we are going to be in um, Psalm, Psalms, sorry, Psalms uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Um, So if you want to grab your Bibles and go ahead and do that, um, just want to let you guys know that um, we'll be doing some Christmas messages coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, So be ready for those. Uh, It's always an exciting time. I love Christmas, and uh, so hopefully those will bless you as well. So if you have your Bibles, uh, we will start in chapter 1 of Psalm 1, and it's this. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Verse 4 says, The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now, this this verse, I remember someone challenged me years ago to 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 memorize this verse, and and I did, and I've and I've always liked it, and I've always um, loved the uh, the analogy of the tree, but. Also, there's a couple other things that uh, we will notice today, and uh, the title of today's message is "Happy is the One." Happy is the one, and the, and the, and the meaning of the the word happiness found in the dictionary means a state of being happy. There are people who are pretending to be happy; they pretend that life is good, and and they put on a smile, but deep deep down inside, the they're very miserable. And you can see a lot of these people, maybe even know somebody like that today. And and, and life just does not mean much to them. Now, I'm not saying suicidal, but they just, they pretend like life is good. They pretend like everything is okay, and it really is not. Then there are the people that are truly happy, not because they have the nicest things or because they have the the greatest job. It's because they have the Lord in their lives. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you can say an amen to that today because the Lord has changed your life, and we are joyful to have the Lord in our lives today. And and that's why people uh, are happy. And I've always heard it said that obedience brings the blessings of God. If you study the Bible long enough, you will see that it brings joy to God to bless the obedient. Now, listen to what I just said. It brings God joy. He gets excited about blessing his children. So if you're a child of God today, he wants to bless you. But again, we have to be obedient to him, and and obedience brings the blessings of God. But he also brings something else. He brings sorrow to the disobedient. You see, God sees two kinds of people in the world today. He, on one side, he's got the godly, and on the other side, he has the ungodly. And in our time today, we will see the contrast between the two. We're going to see the, the contrast between the godly and the ungodly. You can almost look at it like, uh, you know, Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker. I don't know. I love Star Wars. So you can look at that. So it's the godly versus the ungodly. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray.
Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this path, this part of Scripture, Lord. We pray that it'll speak to us, Lord. Um, and Lord, we do want to be blessed by you. So, Lord, we just thank you that you love us and that you want to bless us. So, again, bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, first, we're going to see that God blesses the godly. God blesses the godly. From the, from the beginning, God has blessed man. But when Adam was disobedient and he sinned, uh, we see the word curse now. We the, the word curse is found in uh, in chapter three of Genesis verses fourteen through nineteen. Yet God's loving kindness wants to enjoy His blessings. He, his loving kindness, God loves us so much, but He wants us to enjoy His blessings. Look at Ephesians chapter one verse three. It says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who." has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, that is enough to make anyone happy. Just think about it. The creator of the universe wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. He wants He wants you to, to be blessed. The creator of the universe, it's, it's different. Maybe someone, hey, bless you today. Lord, bless you today. And it's a neighbor or something. And you know, that, that's cool. It makes you feel good. But the creator, God, our Father wants to bless us, and that can make anybody happy. And sadly, many people do not experience this, and and they don't experience God's uh, blessings. They just they don't even get to enjoy it because uh, what I don't know whatever for whatever reason. Maybe they're not walking with the Lord. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are walking with the Lord, and they're not paying attention. I don't know what it is, but I want to be blessed by the Lord because that would make me happy. So these these verses today describe the kind of Christian. God is able to bless. So um, if you're taking notes, um, our first thing is a person who is different from the world, a person that's different from the world. The Lord wants to bless a person that is different from the world. Look at verse one. It says, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the, the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. The word, the word blessed here derives from a Hebrew word, esher, which means the idea of happiness or being content. Have you, ever, have you ever been happy or content with something? I know we just read about Paul in Philippians, and, and he was joyful, and he was content. So again, we should, we should look at that and say, hey, whatever circumstances we're in, we should be joyful and content. But this, this is what the word uh, happiness uh, or blessed means uh, in this in this in this passage. Blessed is blessed is the man is the it's the happiness for one who is right with God. If you're not right with God, well, you're not you're not you're not probably happy with what's going on, or maybe you're not happy in your circumstances. But being blessed is the man is the happiness is the one who is walking with the Lord and who is part of the family uh, per se. And the righteous person will be a, a blessed person and a happy person. So we, we want to make sure that, listen, the Lord wants to bless us. Man, we're going to be happy when he does. So it's basically, you can say this, uh, in, this in this verse, this is how happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. The person, the person, the righteous person does not do three things. He doesn't do three things. He doesn't, he walks not, he doesn't stand, or he doesn't sit. First, they do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Now, the wicked can be known as the ungodly. It's these people. I don't know. I don't know what you can compare it to, but I just say it's ungodly people. It's people that are not walking with the Lord. It's people that are that don't believe in Jesus Christ, and they are just doing their own thing. And and the reason why I say that is because uh, the uh, the wicked have counsel, but uh, but a godly man cannot walk in it. 
And the wicked have counsel. Where do the wicked get their counsel from? Well, the wicked wicked's going to get their counsel from uh, other places. You know, um, they can get it from from news organizations, or they just you know. If you ever noticed, America is like a is like an echo chamber. Once somebody says something, the next person says it. The next person says it. The next person says it, and it just goes around, and everybody is, is in an echo chamber. And I think that's what sometimes the wicked will do, and that's where they get their counsel because they all talk amongst each other, and, and you know it goes out. And there are so many ways to get counsel these days. Again, like I said, news. There's magazines, and, and and people that are in you know Hollywood or all these things, and this is where people are getting their counsel. And as and the, and the list goes on and on. And as followers of Christ, we know very well to stay away from the counsel of the wicked, and we need to. It's a must to stay away from the wicked of the counsel because again, notice the word wicked. It's no good. It's no good. And and we cannot follow. We need to run. We need to follow. Stay as far away as we can through that. And and. <clears throat> this this would mean the righteous person knows how to discern that wicked counsel. So as believers, we should know that if we are with, you know, we're talking with people and we can't let like the the, the wicked influence what we do or, or or how we do, because they are again the wicked. They don't care. They are not. Uh, they are of God. They're un. They're ungodly. And at this point. Uh, when when you do find when we do find this um, discernment in counsel, this is the point that many people will fail. They, they they fail because they start they start walking in that counsel. And as believers, again, I'll say it again: we cannot walk in the ungodly. Ungodly, but the righteous person knows where to find good counsel. Right? We know where to find good counsel. It is in the book. It is in the Bible. It is in the Word of God. That is where we are going to find solid biblical counsel. And as believers, that's where we go. We don't go walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We come to the Bible and that's where we get our counsel. And second, they don't stand in the path of sinners. You see, there is a path in which sinners stand and that is not a good path. That is why David said in Psalm 17 verse four, as for the deeds of men by the word of your lips, I have kept from the paths of the violent. The paths of the sinner are violent. You look at again, you know these Antifa people. These are these are violent people. These are people that do they do they do not believe in God. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. they do not believe in God. So they are those are the people that are in the path. They're the path of the violent. This is the path of the sinner, which with no regard for God or His Word. That's the problem. Is these sinners have no regard for God or His Word? Maybe that is what David meant by this verse. You see. David lived by the words of God's lips. He knew God's word and he loved it. And not only did he love it, he lived it. God, or David lived God's word. So that's what we have to do today. We have to love God's word and we have to live God's word. Third, they, they don't sit in the seat of the scoffers. There are a lot of people today who, who tear Christians apart. They just, they tear them down. We see, we hear it all the time. Oh, you Christians, you're not tolerant. Oh, you Christians, you don't do this. Oh, you Christians, you're Bible thumpers and, and all these things. And people are always tearing Christians apart and putting them down. Now, how easy is it to sit with them and do the same thing? It's, it's not very hard to do because there are plenty of things to say negative about Christians. You know, there are some Christians that are just, you know, uh, downright rude. I'm sorry. Uh, there are Christians that are like that. So it's almost like what goes for one goes for all. Well, 
that person is like that. So all Christians are like that. And it's, it's really easy to categorize uh, Christians today and put them down, but that is not what we should be doing. Just know this, it's wrong and something we should not be doing. Also, if we do this, then we are seated with the scoffers. Now I'm talking to you believers today. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to, to anybody that believes in Jesus Christ today. If we are complaining about other Christians, we are talking about other Christians and we are saying all these things, we are sitting in the seat of the scoffers because we are complaining about that Christian. We are complaining about how they do this, about how they do that. And we cannot do that today. So if we are doing that, we need to stop. We need to repent and not do it again. That's not what God wants us to do. We are not to be seated in the seat of scoffers. Rather, we, we should be proud to be Christians and follow him. We should we should be proud. We are we are we belong to Christ. We are saved. We have an inheritance in heaven that's waiting for us. We have a home after this. We have a place to go. We are we are sojourners here. We're aliens here. We're we're not of this world. Our our our, our home is in heaven. But while we're here, we need to do uh, what the book says. We need to do what God wants us to do, and be proud of that. Be happy. Be joyful that uh, we can do this because Christ gave his life for us to do that. And it means it means raise your banner high. Let the world know you're saved and that you follow Christ. I, I'm not afraid to tell people that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. My wife always tells me, gosh, you know, you're just not, you, you just go tell people, you don't even care. I don't care because the Lord changed my life. I was going down a road. I was sitting in the, I was on the path of the sinners. I was sitting in the scoffers. I was walking in the godly of the, uh, the, 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 uh, the council of the ungodly. So I was doing all those things and the Lord saved my life. So of course, I'm going to tell everybody and I'm going to raise my banner high. Be proud. We are Christians and we belong to Christ. It was Charles Spurgeon that said, said this, and I quote, be out and out for him. Unfurl your colors, never hide them, but nail them to the mast and say to all who ridicule the saints, if you have any ill, any ill words for the followers of Christ, pour them out upon me, but know this, I shall hear it, whether you, you shall hear it, whether you like it or not. I love Christ. Can you say that today? Can you go out and you can, can you say it to the people, the seat of the scoffers? Can you say it to the, to the sinners that are in the path? Can you say it loud and proud and, and raise your banner that I love Christ? I'm sure you can, but if you can't do it, because you know what? It's awesome. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to tell you. It's awesome. We, we belong to a good God. So these, these, these three things the righteous can't do, <clears throat> excuse me, Warren Wearsby pointed this out in his commentary that, that Peter, in his disobedience, developed these things. Jesus told Peter that he should, 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 walk, should just go away in, ver, in chapter, uh, John chapter 18, verse 8. But instead, Peter walked after Jesus. Jesus told him to go away. And Peter walked after Jesus. Next, we see him standing with the wrong crowd in, in John chapter 18, verse 18. And before long, he is sitting by the fire. And we know the rest of the story, how it plays out. He denied Jesus three times. So we must be aware of these ungodly things. We, 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 we can't do those three things that, that I mentioned because the Lord blesses the person who is different from the world. Also, the Lord will bless someone who immerses themselves in God's word. Look at verse two, it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law, he meditates day and night. Bible study is so important to the believer. 
it is it is it is necessary to live. It's it's our for me. Uh, I can I guess I can speak for myself. It is my it's like my my oxygen tank. I need the word of God every day, and 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 you should you should need that uh, as well. You see, God blesses the one who delights in His word. It is the love of God's word and doing what it says that will bring the blessings of God. See. We, we just can't be hearers of the word. We need to be doers of the word. And that's when the Lord will bless us. But we first, we need to delight ourselves in God's word. We, just, we, we need to delight ourselves in it. Joshua chapter one, verse eight says, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Think about that. Think about what makes you happy today. Just, I'll give you 10 seconds, but I'll talk. Think about it. Think about what makes you happy today. What, it's what really gets you going. I mean, it's something you look forward to every single day. And this could be a bunch of different things. It could be working at your job. Not sure why, if you don't like your job, not sure why that would be one of them, but maybe you you like your job. Or maybe it's spending family time. Whatever it is, when you answer that question, that should be a good indicator of what is important to you. What is important to you? Again, ask yourself that question. And if reading God's word, honestly, is not number one, I don't know, because all that other stuff is really meaningless in, in the scheme of things. Um, I know you're saying, well, it's meaningless to for me to not spend time with my family. No, not what I said. What I'm what I'm saying is the Lord's the Lord, his word is should be important. It should be the thing you look forward to every day. It's like, man, I can't wait to get into the word and hear what God is going to say to me today. So that should be the the number one thing. And maybe those those things bring you happiness. I don't know. I'm I, I Guess I, I don't I'm not sitting with you today. Maybe they bring you happiness. But the question is when it comes to studying God's word, again, where does that rank? Where does it rank? Diving deep into God's word should be a must. It's something that we can't live without. Once you once you adopt that attitude, things are gonna things are gonna get they'll get a lot better. They will get a lot better. You have to look, you have to look into God's word and not just read it, but really immerse yourself uh, in it. Let it become a, a, a daily uh, thing that you do. And, and you are, you, you could do chapters, you can do uh, verses, you can do devos through it, whatever you're doing, meditate on it, study God's word. And it was Martin Luther who said this about the Bible that he said that he could not live in paradise without the word of God, but he could live well enough in hell with it. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty strong. That's pretty strong from, especially from someone uh, like Luther to say that. But look at it that way. I mean, the Bible is everything to it. Was a, the Bible is everything to him? It should be everything to us as believers. It should be. It should be like verse two. The righteous man delights in the law of the Lord. It brings him joy and happiness. When a person delights in something, you don't need to to get on them or beg them to do it. They delight in it, and they'll just go do it on their own. I mean, if you have kids today. You know, if they like, you know, let's say that maybe your kids are crazy because they like to clean their room, but I'll just use that, that, you know, if your kids like to clean their room, you're not going to beg them to do it. They're just going to automatically do it. Now, we know kids don't do that. Um, so we should pray that our kids uh, do it. My kids don't. I'll ask them to clean their rooms and man, it, it might take them three hours, you know, because they drag their feet because they don't want to do it. But 
what, I, what, what I'm saying is, is when somebody delights in something, you don't have to beg them to do it. They will automatically just, they'll just automatically do it. Now, it's not enough just to, just to pick up the Bible and read it. Not, it's, it, it's, it, we must meditate on it day and night. This means the godly person reads and ponders what the Bible is saying. He's meditating on God's word. It's, listen, meditating and studying God's word should not be a checklist. It shouldn't be something that you just check off and say, okay, well, I've read a few scriptures today. And so that's my, that's my Bible reading. And, you know, hey, now I'm going to go on my merry way. No, reading is not enough. Meditating it thinking about what it says, letting it work in your life. That is what God wants. It, it just, it, you know, when we, when we just read a few scriptures, it just doesn't work. It just, we must study God's word. It must, it, it just, it, it, I look at it like this. It must be something lived, not read. It must be something lived, not read. We must live the Bible, not just read the Bible. It, it should, it should guide your life, but one can't let it do that unless one finds delight in doing so. And if you're wondering when to meditate on it, well, you got it covered. If you're doing it day and night, like the Bible says, then, then it's all covered and you're good. So make sure that we are immersing ourselves in the word of God, because that's who, that's who the Lord blesses. He blesses someone that gets into his word and really studies it. Also, God, will, uh, God wants to bless someone who is seated by the waters. Look at verse three. He will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yields fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And when whatever he does, he prospers. You see, water is an essential resource to live. And in this verse, it is the picture of the Holy Spirit of God as the water for drinking. In John chapter seven, verse 37 and 38, Jesus was speaking to the people at the feast and said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from the innermost being will flow rivers of living water. As believers today, we are compared to a tree that will get its water from a spring that is really deep into the ground. If there's a, if there's a tree planted by a, a, a river or a stream, it will have a continual source of water. It will not fade, wither. It won't die because it will always get what it needs. When a, when a tree gets what it needs, the roots grow really, really deep into the ground and the tree becomes really strong and stable. And when, some, when storms come, they are, they're, they're firmly planted and can withstand that storm. We, I've seen storms blow trees over and it's these little, maybe it's these little trees that just weren't uh, into the ground uh, like they should be. And I've seen trees that have been just big trees that you can tell the, the roots are in the ground because the windstorm comes and it's still it's still standing. So that's that's what he's talking about here. He's these 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 roots are going deep and they're firmly planted in the ground and and there's a strength in this tree and there's stability in this tree. And this should be you and I today. Our lives should be marked with strength and stability. Strength and stability. That's how we should be living as Christians. A tree that is next to a stream with deep roots will also bring forth its fruit in its season. You see a godly person will also bear fruit just like the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The fruit comes natural from the tree. And why? Well, we already stated it, because it's by a river or a stream, and it gets water all the time. Look at it this way. The tree is abiding in the water. It's life source. 
And Jesus, as Jesus spoke of bearing fruit in John chapter 15, verses 5, when we abide in him. So just as the water, just as the tree is getting water, that's its life source, Jesus is also our life source. And that tree will bear fruit just as we will. But the, the tree abides in the water and we abide in Jesus Christ. And fruits have seasons. I love apples. I don't know about you guys, but man, I love apples. Now, I don't like the the mushy kind. Ugh, man, I'll take a bite of that apple, and if it's mushy, I will. I'll throw it away. I can't eat it. I love, I just love the crunchy, juicy apples. They are the best. And when in season, the apple, this crunchy apple is the best when it's in season. But when it's not, it's mushy, and ugh, it's just gross. But again, all fruits have all seasons. Now, there may be some of you today who are just started walking with the Lord. Maybe you've been walking with the Lord just for a few months or a few weeks. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but maybe you have or maybe you know some who has. And, and maybe they're discouraged today because they don't see any fruit yet. But be patient because your season is coming. Your season is coming. You're going to start bearing fruit, but you must immerse yourself in God's word. You must be that tree planted in the water and and reading the Bible and studying the Bible and just just immersing yourself in it and you will it'll it'll change you and you'll start bearing fruit as well. With with fruit bearing trees comes leaves and they will they will not wither. These leaves will not wither. If you go out into your yard and you you might see a, a brown withered leaves on your trees and and this is a sign of death or a dying tree. Yet the one who delights in God's word and abiding in the Lord will not only bear fruit, this person will not have any dry and brown dead leaves. Now I know people can't dry uh, you know they can't grow leaves but it's the same thing. We're being compared to this tree, and so it, they, they, these dead these these dead leaves. Uh, the tree looks like it's dying, and it, and it probably is. Now, uh, when we delight in God's word and abiding in the Lord, we will not only bear fruit, but this person will not have any dry or brown leaves. They will have green leaves, and they are alive because their roots are deep, and they're found deep in the Lord Jesus Christ. And with this deep root system comes prosperity. Now, not the prosperity that you're probably thinking about, like a new car or a new house or new everything. Nope. But whatever you do shall prosper. Whatever you do shall prosper. And this is what this verse is saying. This means in whatever circumstances you face today, even the tough ones, there will be something prosperous that will come out of it. Why? Because God brings forth good and wonderful out of everything. So God blesses this person. Who, who does the, these things, that this is who God blesses and he enjoys blessing people that are doing this. What about, but what about the person that does not do this? What about the, what about the person that is, is ungodly? You know, what, what about those people? Well, unfortunately, and I would hate to say this because I would never want to have to go through this. Um, God will judge the ungodly. God will judge the ungodly. And this is found in verses four through six. Now, this is a dangerous place to be today. When you read these words, the wicked are not so, but they are like shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now, as we read these, these next few verses, we see the vast difference between the godly and the ungodly. The godly has that stability like that tree with the deep roots and, and getting its nourishment and producing fruit, and it's alive and it's prosperous. But this is not so of the, of the ungodly. I know at times it may seem like, like the ungodly have 
all these things going, and they're like the godly, and everything is going right, but it is not so. Any of those things, stability, fruitness, uh, you know, life, prosperousness, prosperity, I mean, these are the things that are fleeting in the life of the ungodly. They most likely don't have them at all. Now, that might look like they do, but they don't. And, and, it can be com- and they can be compared to a shaft which the wind drives away. Um, maybe I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying that shave chaff, I think it is. If you are not familiar with what a, a shaft is, as I was not, it's the light shell around the kernel of a grain, which must be removed before the kernel of the grain can be ground into flour. It's so light that it can be separated from the grain by just throwing it into the wind and the wind will drive it away. This is how unstable the ungodly are. They lack substance. So think about that. Think about that tree that is planted in the ground, the godly, the, the godly people. Their tree is planted. Their roots grow deep. But the ungodly is like this, this little uh, shape. It just gets – you can. It just, there's no stability. There's no strength. Even the wind will take it up and blow it uh, – it, it, it'll blow it away. And verse, and verse 5 explains the future of the ungodly when they're like this. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. So just like the chaff has no weight, the wicked do not either. It is like uh, what was said about King Bel- Belshazzar found in Daniel chapter 5, verse 27. It says, you have been weighed in the balances and found deficient. Those are some frightening words, my friend. Those are frightening. That, that, that was from God when he was telling him that you have been weighed in the balances and found deficient. This will be the ungodly. There's no weight to anything. They're, they're light, so they will be found deficient. Nor, and then it says, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. As believers, our residence is in heaven, and there, we're, and there we will receive our crowns and our perfect inheritance. And this is where um, uh, we can, the ungodly, they can't be there. This this is not this is not of of the god of the ungodly. They will not share in the same glorious future that we have. Even today, they do not share this with the godly. They they feel weird now. Earlier, just what I just mentioned is is the future in heaven. They can't share that with us. Well, they can't even share things with us today here on earth because they feel weird. Can you imagine? I mean, it's it's, it's almost like the opposite. What if you were? What if there's all these scoffers around? And you were the only Christian. You would feel inadequate well it's the same thing here is the 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 ungodly feel kind of inadequate when they're standing uh, or where they're with christians and that that can all change with one prayer to believe and if not that feeling will remain and the ungodly people won't be allowed to enter the assembly of the righteous they may think that they belong to some religious group that w- that will help them but it won't Remember, it's all about the relationship with Jesus Christ. It's all about that relationship that you have with him, not that you belong to some certain church or some certain whatever. Listen, it's about the relationship. And finally, there's a way the righteous go, and there's a way the ungodly go. Verse 6 says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The word know carries a stronger meaning in the Bible than it, I think than it would elsewhere. In other words, it's used as truly and deeply knowing some, someone. Like you can say, I know the entire San Diego Padres roster. Now I use the Padres because if you guys know me, that's my baseball team. But uh, I can say, yes, I know the entire roster uh, of the Padres team. And this, would, and this would be the difference of choosing and caring. I can say I know the difference. Uh, or I know the, the the Padres roster, but the Lord says in Second Timothy uh, chapter two verse nineteen, the Lord knows those who are His. 
And then he also said, I know my sheep as the father knows me, even so I know the father. So this is a deep knowing. This is truly knowing. So when it says the Lord knows the way of the righteous, he knows because he planned it. He, he, he watches us as we walk in this way. Our salvation and our eternal life was all part of God's plan. So he is seeing this. But the wicked or the ungodly is not so. Look at Isaiah 53, uh, 6 says, uh, it says, turn to his own way. Listen, men has turned to their own way. They think they know what's right. They think they know. They think they're doing this. I'm believing my way. I might not go to church. I might not read the Bible, but I believe God in my way or, you know, whatever. That is not so. Turn to his own way. That's what that means. And but for the godly, Proverbs 4, chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 18 says, it describes them like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. So again, godly godly people are are shining bright. But for the ungodly, they've turned their own way and there's darkness. The way of the righteous leads to glory and the way of the wicked shall perish. So in concluding today, now that we see the difference in the godly and the godly ungodly, which one are you? I ask only because there should be evidence in your life if you delight in the word of God, it will bear fruit. You are the, you are the tree that is next to the water and your roots grow deep. Our water source is the word of God. Don't sip it, but drink it deeply. Drink it deeply. It should bring joy to your life. All God's promises are in there and all of life's answers are found in it. Study, immerse yourself in it. It shouldn't be something you you have to do because uh, God expects you to or because you think if you do, God will change what he thinks about you like you are some super Christian. No, he already thinks of you. Study and immerse yourself so you can think differently about God. You think you know but a deeper study in his word gives you a whole new way of thinking. The wicked do not do this. They go about their day like life is good, but, but they are missing something, and that something is God himself. What, what they think they know about God gets blown away like the wind. So what you know, they think that they know all this stuff, well, it, it doesn't have any weight to it. So today, let's be that ground, strong, stable tree, not that, that, that shaft that could be blown away in the wind. So when storms and trials come, we'll be able to withstand it. But this will only be found in Christ who is found in God's word. So listen, I want to thank you guys today. Um, I know it, uh, it was a little, a little bit crazy. My notes got messed up. Uh, so I apologize for that. But um, again, I think that the for today's story is we just need to be grounded like that tree and be grounded in God's word and be and be excited to be believers in Jesus Christ today because there's a time coming when this world is going to end and we are going to get to go to heaven and we are going to spend eternity with our Savior. We're going to spend eternity with loved ones, um, all possible because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Amen. So let's close out in prayer. God, again, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we pray that Starting today, we will immerse ourselves in your word, Lord. We will, we will make it our, our, our life goal to, to get into your word day and night and just study and study and study and just find out more about you. We may think we know, but Lord, we have no idea because there's so much more to you. So we just thank you that you love us. I pray that you would bless everybody's week this week, Lord, that you would um, just watch over everybody, keep everybody safe. And Lord, we do pray for the people that are sick, that you would heal them now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So again, I want to thank you guys for joining, and Lord willing, we'll be back next week. God bless you guys. This has been the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast. 
For more information about the podcast, or if you'd like to leave a prayer request, visit us on our website at crosslightbiblestudy.com.